I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting niggas know. Billion dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me, and in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs investors and world-class athletes so thank you all for tuning in this show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here so i do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks i ask that the price of admission be you share this if you get any value you go onto your social media you share it with your friends you share it with your family you share it with your co-workers you share it with people in the streets look my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential and i can't do that alone all right awesome awesome all right hey what's going on everybody welcome into the mind i'm your host marlon johnson and today my guests are keston and jasmine glasgow so keston and jazz are actually former new york natives who recently moved down to the atlanta georgia market where they've been gaining traction in their business as well as showing up as leaders for their local real estate community i was lucky enough to meet both kess and jazz in new york back in the winter of about 2019 when they were first getting started in wholesale real estate. And this couple immediately stood out to me due to Keston's hunger for growth and Jazz's steady poise and presence. Between the two of them, there was a good balance of energy. So since starting out, they've grown from a single duplex that they were house hacking to having a full-fledged real estate investing business that now owns 10 plus doors, has transacted over 10 wholesale deals, and they've recently been able to increase their profit margins by turning off or turning down their ad spend for marketing and working mostly on referrals and JV partnerships. So their growth has been slow, steady, and strong. In this episode, we're going to explore the behind the scene details of what that journey actually looked like how they established their power team, how they were allowing friends and families to partner with them on deals, how they follow God and their own intuition, and how they balance a personal relationship and a business at the same time. So I'm going to recommend that you may want to have a notepad and pen ready for this episode, because I can tell you, if you listen carefully to them, they're going to be dropping knowledge that will 10x your returns in your personal life, as well as your business. So please help me in welcoming my wonderful guest, Keston and Jasmine. Well, the audience should start clapping if we had a live audience. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like the interview is done. You 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 did a really good job with that intro, man. Thank oh, you, man. Thank you for having us. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm really excited to have you guys on the show, just because I personally have gotten to like almost like hang out and watch your journey from the beginning. I feel like at least in my point of view. So I'm excited to dive into it today. And I want to start off with one of the most simple questions, just for the people who maybe haven't met you guys yet. You know, what got you into real estate? Like, why did you choose real estate of all things? Oh, man, that is a <laughs> loaded question. <laughs> so, I mean, we were on this journey of really just trying to figure out what we should do in terms of life, um, because I, I believe God told me that whatever 
I do, I have to do it with my wife, right? And I spend a lot of time kind of trying to hear the voice of God. And so that's what I believe was told to me. And so that's what I, I stuck with. And so when I met my wife, um, we were just kind of trying several different businesses. When I met her, I had an Amazon business. Um, and so we started doing that and then um, kind of put that down until we were on the same page about wanting to do the same thing. And then we were just doing a lot of self-development. And during that self-development time, we experimented. We had a t-shirt business. We did Uber. We did a whole bunch of different things that um, we were just trying to work together to see what that looks like. Um, and then it came a point in time where we were going to get a, a fairly sizable amount of money that we still haven't gotten. Um, and it forced us to say, hey, if we got this money, how are we going to invest it? How are we going to get a return? This money could change our lives. And that's what forced us into just showing up to that seminar where is that's where I met you. Um, in 2020, the January 2020. Um, and we just, I was just trying to see, man, and in that seminar was when we made that decision and committed to, to real estate last year, um, January 2020. Man, I love that because I remembered meeting you too. And like you guys, like when we were in that ballroom together, like you guys stood out. It was such like an an interesting vibe where it's just like you know when you see a lot of people they come through a space and some people you just get that feeling like all right cool they're good but i'm probably never gonna see them again mm -hmm. and i remember i think we had this conversation immediately after because we exchanged phone numbers and i yeah. said to you it's like you know a lot of people feel like fly-by-nighters and some people i feel like you meet them and you may not see them every day but you know you're going to continue to see them on the journey on the path and that was immediately the feeling that i had with you too and yeah. that's what we're seeing here today so Marlon, let me, let me give you a quick um, fun fact that you may or may not know. Do you remember you're the person who introduced me to the Bigger Pockets podcast? <laughs> I had never heard about like anything like that before. And you introduced me to it and was like, yo, dude, these are some of the things you should listen to to start your journey. And so, man, I appreciate you, bro. Man, that's so cool to hear. Like, I appreciate that. Cause I remember we we're in the beginning, we we're going back and forth with like WhatsApp voice messages. Like mm -hmm. I was waking up early in the morning. Like you're like one of the few people that was responding to me at like five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yo, this guy's on it. So that is cool to hear, man. So you guys step into the world of real estate, right? You get started and you know, what was that journey like? Because at that point you had only had one property and you were living in it, right? This was a house hack where essentially you guys had a duplex and then you actually didn't even live in one of the duplexes. You actually took care of the basement, went into a basement apartment and really just hustled to make it happen. So you're getting started. What did the beginning stages look like for you? Well, oh man, the beginning stages was tough. You know, we, we had some classes and then right there in the beginning, that's when COVID happened. And so COVID happened and the institution that we were with basically went ghost. They were silent. There was nothing happening. Um, every, everyone was in 
uncertainty. And I remember having that um, talk with Jazz and, and myself saying like, do we get upset or do we grind through this uncertainty and figure it out, you know? Um, because, you know, emotionally we, we paid a pretty penny to be in there, right? We paid a very healthy penny to be in there. And when that institution went, it, like we, I was struggling, dude, like with, do I just get upset and quit or do I continue on? And we just chose to continue on. And on that path and journey and continuing was when we met like um, some of the some of the instructors, they started a little mastermind that both of us, um, we, we joined and that continued the momentum. And so we continued to build and build on our own um, with those instructors. And then, um, then my wife's mom got sick. You wanna give that part, babe? I think she was sick already. She was sick already. Yeah, yeah she, she was sick already. Yeah. Um, so I was traveling back and forth and we were doing these classes online. Um, we had already kind of decided what part of the business I would do or we were figuring it out and what part he would do. I don't like cold calling or talking to sellers. So I happily bowed out of that part. Um, and I like more numbers and, you know, editing documents and that type of thing. So I would be on the latter half of contracts. So in the beginning, it was more, I would say more on him as far as like action taking because he's like has the ball first. Um, but from that point, we also were doing educational classes. And that's when you actually found out about lease option, link options. And you, cause he really wanted to do lease options. I wasn't really into it, but it was just like, okay, that's what you want to do. And he's like, babe, you don't have to do it. I know this is a lot of information. So he signed up for this class called link options mm -hmm. while I was in Atlanta. Um, and he made it so I didn't have to do it. Cause I <laughs> honestly was like already overwhelmed. Like I cannot learn another thing. Um, on top of what I was doing. And I would say you started the mastermind mm -hmm. class or group. And that's where I feel, I feel like once that happened and then from that group, it kind of went down, but then somehow you got connected with Nina. I would say that's kind of what accelerated us to the next thing. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like the first six months was really learning, like education. And um, what's that phrase that um, Pip always used? Oh gosh. You got so many. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like trying to take a sip of water from a fire hydrant. Yeah, yeah. but there's one he said, don't get stuck in. It's like where you're always just edu like, oh gosh. You know Analysis paralysis. Thank you, that. You I feel yeah. like we were kind of in that for a little bit. And then once we kind of met Nina and Dane wanted to, those were our partners in the beginning once we like really started getting into wholesaling because that mm. was not about what we we're gonna do. I think their energy matched with his energy and then me supporting that is what took us from like slow momentum to then just like jumping off a cliff kind of so to speak. But in a way it could have been like we were in our like pup, like what's the word that Mike always uses where we're like discreet away from everybody right and so we were kind of like in our little hub learning and then it was just like blast off and once it blasted off it's just kind of gone from there yeah so i would say that's kind of our journey thus far yeah, yeah. 
Because I remember, like, in the very beginning, right, you know, like, because you guys had a lot going on, you know, Jasmine, with you traveling back and forth to look after your mother, and then Keston, you were trying to take in all this information all at once, essentially, and it was, the world was shutting off at the same time, you know, I remembered you said that essentially, at some point, you almost had to, like, unplug, regroup, focus on just a single task, and really get straight on that, right? Just really lock in on that. And it seemed like you built incrementally. The two of you really came back and kind of knocked things off one at a time and actually built a business, right? Which I want to highlight because this is something that ultimately we came from the same education, right? Through the elite legacy and that sort of mindset of building a business and not just getting caught in the hamster wheel. And that's something I have to say that you two have done a fantastic job at doing, right? Between watching the roles that you each play, you know, the fact that Jasmine, you're like, I don't want to be on the front end call with these crazy lunatics trying to sell their house. And Keston's like, I never want to try and figure out how to sign a contract because the paperwork is just, I'm not, I'm not that guy. You start to figure out your roles for each other and you ultimately start to put together a team. So let me ask you this, right? As you were finding the right people, like how did you begin to find the right people? Because I think that's something where people, a lot of individuals get stuck. They're looking for the power team. They're looking for the community. You know, what in your experience do you feel allowed you to find those right individuals? You know, and I'm going to guide it a little with, was it from you sitting at home watching a million YouTubes by yourself? Or was it at some point you got up and you went out and you found people? Like, how did you actually get connected to that team? And were they the right people immediately? Like the perfect team was made in the first shot. So I would say, honestly, I don't feel that we went looking. Does that make sense? Like, it's not like we're like, oh, we need this person on our team, this person on our team, this person on our team. Let's go searching for them. I'm not a group person, <laughs> just being transparent. Um, I'm always like, let's just figure it out ourselves. Let's just do it ourselves. Um, and especially because like, it was so new to us. So like, we need to find our group together first, make sure we're on the same page before bringing other people in. And I would say, I think that it was more divine timing than anything because I feel that it it was like we didn't go looking for them it's like it's almost like we kind of got drawn to each other and it was like there was a hole and this person like when Nina came it was just him and Nina on the phone and it was just like oh it's like I'm looking I I'm having this hole in my business and maybe not even using those exact words but it's like oh I'm struggling with this oh I can help with that and then from that conversation then it turns into well let's just keep doing things together and then with Dane he was like he was he had just did a course and so it was just kind of more like divine connection and alignment um in that respect um I would say I honestly was not like I said I was not on board with like Four people, so there's just too many people. Like, let it just be us. Cats is more like, no, let's do people. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I had to, I had, <laughs> I had to fight for it, man, because it was one of, bro. We were taking incredible action, right? It because, I mean, 
Marlon, you were a part of that that little um, mastermind that I tried to do on Sunday evenings, right? Where I would have, I made a little WhatsApp group. I reached yeah. out to people from bigger pockets and all of that. And I'm like, hey, anybody want to kind of get together to learn real estate and do things? And so I was just taking so much imperfect action that it's like, it, I, it, I didn't sit down. You know, it was a constant like, hey, so what are you doing? Are you doing something? You do real estate? Come in. Like, you know, let's let me try to pick everybody brain or, or be around people that's trying to do the same thing that I was doing. And I mean, that <laughs> that group was a flop. Right. Like it, 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 it still exists till today. People may have left and that group nobody was really taking well you were taking action but on separate things and i think even in that group you started to see like ah these guys ain't serious mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so man that day when one of the guys he was like yo there's this girl on bigger pockets she just bought a house i think she would be a really good asset to have in here she'd bring a lot of value and that girl was nina he added Nina into the group and Ooh, the Spanish guy. it was, it was Christian. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so is that where, so I met Nina in that group first. You did, you Holy did. And, and it's just coming together for you because when she came in, nobody went on that call. It was just her and I that Sunday. You know, it's, it's almost like having thrown a party. I used to DJ. So this <laughs> kind of comes to mind. You throw a party and nobody shows up. One person shows up to a party, like that happens, right? And so it was just Nina and I, and I'm like, man, like, and you know, it's getting hard because like nothing's happening, but that's when I realized like, hold on, this is a female version of myself. <laughs> like her hustle is crazy strong, you know? and. I think the next day I came to jazz and was like, babe, I think we should build a team with her and, and my cousin who was just doing a real estate class. Um, and I'm, and she was like, you just met this girl. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm like, I know, but I could feel it. Like I could feel it. We should just do it. And man, and you know, that fast forward, we, we built up and bro, we came out um, I, you know, I wanted to do my lease option. So I was leading the team, trying to get us on board, building out a lease option business and everything. And one day Nina was like, yo, why are we doing this? Like, let's just start with wholesaling. And, you know, in, in growing and being a leader, you, you know, certain things you don't want to just be like, no. And, and I'm like, all right, if ever, I got outvoted, basically, I'm like, all right, cool. So we started wholesaling and man, we just took off. You know, we, we knocked out about 10 deals in six months or less. Definitely less because yeah. it was like August to November. Yeah. Like Ooh, that's impressive. We were just banging things out because we had a system in place now, right? We had that person who would, um, Dane, he, he did the cold calling. I would do cold calling with them as we kind of try to balance some hours. And bro, this is when we were still hand dialing using our, um, we were using our CRM hand dialing. And I remember the day 
when we the first day we used a uh, um batch not batch mojo dialer mojo, mojo dialer yo. man yo life had exploded i'm like what is this this is amazing <laughs> like why have we been doing like and man and so we started just building that system so he would do that i would do that then um nina would analyze the deals i would follow up close the deal and jazz would do the let the the entail of the paperwork and we just had a well-oiled machine man that was just going and going and going uh and that's that's how we really got started bro Woo. see right there that is powerful stuff right because for anybody listening right now like hopefully you picked up on that right it is in perfect action stop trying to make it perfect just get it done Right. Knowing that, because that's so funny. Like I had no clue that's how you and Nina hooked up. Cause I remember when I started working with Nina, cause I JV to deal with Nina and she was like, yeah, you know, I used to roll with Keston. And I was like, really? Like what? Like I thought you guys had just met through sub two. So that's crazy. Like my brain, it never clicked, but yeah. seeing that having that system, it makes a difference. And ultimately too, recognizing that each person knows the role that they play when they're on that particular team. I think is probably beyond crucial, right? Mm -hmm. Recognizing, okay, we're going to do, you're taking care of lead gen. You're taking care of deal analysis. You're taking care of transaction coordination. You're taking care of follow-up and closing. That is, like you said, it's a system. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of new individuals I see that are struggling because this is an experience I went through myself. They're struggling because they don't have a system or they're still trying to be a one-person army, which right. doesn't get you very far. You might move a little bit faster, but you're not going to go very far. Right. You know, so that's amazing. So let me ask you this, because I know a lot of people are going to want to know this. And this is something I really want to dive into. You two are in an intimate relationship, right? You guys are, you know, attached at the hip. You love each other and you're working together in business. How are you managing that? Because seriously, like that's a, it's a big struggle for a lot of people when they get into a business with their significant other they start to create this dynamic where okay i know i love you but at work you know maybe you and i butt heads and then we still have to see each other after work so we never get a cooling off period so how do you two manage the relationship and the business together with a couple of black eyes and bruises honestly it's been it's been a it's it, and we're still working on it it's continuous work and it's tough it's it started out really tough and like i said that working together and not only working together in the business but we are this year we're going to be married three years and so we've been doing real estate for a year and a half so we had just kind of let's say known each other and on top of that we we got married after six months right so it's getting to know this person intimately and work in a business together with her so i just wanted to kind of clarify and so you i really understand what we're dealing with here and when we started the real estate business, so we start, we, we talked about other things. We did not click in the Amazon business, did not. We started out 
it was cool, but then friction. And, and I would take a lot of, um, if I were to look back, I would take a lot of responsibility for that because I'm, <laughs> I'm coming from, I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she agrees clearly. Um, I, I didn't know how to be a leader and I'm still learning that. I would come and it was like, this is what you do, do it. Cause I'm a go hard kind of guy. There's no breaks, there's no pause, it's go hard or go home, right? And so I would try to give her things to do. I would try to get her to like, yo, why are you not learning the stuff? You should be learning this like day and night, like we trying to grind. And it was like, why are you not doing this? Why? And so obviously just like a seller, I pushed her away, not understanding what I was doing. And so I pushed her away to the point where I could have kept on grinding. Now understand that we just met at the same time. So I could have also just left, right? But I knew I kept hearing the voice of God in my head, giving me that coaching, like, this is where you need to grow. And so this is something that she didn't want me to do and giving up the business, but I needed to grow and put her first and, and build us and what that looks like. Right. And so building us, I needed to dissolve the Amazon business because I know my personality, I, I go hard and there wouldn't be space for, for, the, for the both if she's not there with me, especially if she's not supporting in the sense of doing the things that I wanted her to do. I, I'm, I'm gonna use that language because that's how I thought then. And so, so I dissolved it and we worked on us. We worked on how to just be together, how to exist together. And, um, and as you know, she was working on herself, I was working on myself. And so we took about a year and a half or so kind of going through that process of self-development and working together um, because we, that's, that's, what, that's what was needed. And a lot of things kind of came out at, during that time um, where like, um, at, during that time, Jasmine became unemployed. Um, and, and so like, just, there were just so many challenges, you know, with her mom and all these things where, and then you have the flesh, you know, and I'll be lying if I, if I don't say this, momentarily kind of saying you gave all of what you had up to do this with somebody you barely know and all of that. And so, man, when I, I, I listened to a podcast and I remembered somebody saying this and this really helped me. They said, sometimes going slower is faster. Ooh. And that really helped me through going slower to be on the same page with jazz to now we're catching up to all the profit that I would have ever made in my Amazon business together, right? And look at the success we had really quickly because I went slower and it was almost like God's reward to, to us 
for working together and trying to figure out that that stuff and coming together. Um, and so he rewarded us with these deals and kind of like y'all on the right path and, and these properties. And going into the system, we started to come up with things that we would do together. Um, one of the things that we, we started doing was meeting every, every morning before our team meetings because um, <laughs> my wife didn't like the fact that I'm showing up as a leader and now I'm kind of telling everybody the thought process. She felt like, why didn't we talk about that first, right? And baby, you want to talk about how that, like how that made you feel and what that was? I don't know if I could remember because I move on. <laughs> Once we work through certain things, I don't really remember. Because like even like him recalling all those things, I totally forgot to be honest. Because it's just like once we found a group, I'm like, oh, we we figured it out, and let's let's move on to the next thing. So I don't know that I would be the best at explaining that part, but I do know I want to feel that we're on like when you have a business or like you're working with other people i do want to feel that you and i are one first and like one voice before presenting things to other people um because it can be delicate like because you want to how do you balance like having your partner's back which was one of the questions you asked like we have an argument and it's like do i tell you how i feel in front of everybody else or do i like just have your back and then off camera we kind of work through it um so I think just the main thing and being, I think, and being able to be successful and working together is communication and knowing the arguments are going to possibly arise and being okay and determined to say, I'm going to work through them and figure it out and being able to have hard conversations and saying, well, when you did this, this is how it made me feel. Because there were times where I didn't like the support I was getting. And I was like, well, I just don't want to do it then. Y'all go do it by yourselves, you know? And so that's not really an option. But that's how I felt. Um, and so you have those challenges. I would say the other thing I'm very adamant about is boundaries. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and work-life balance. And I- her, I, na her name is Jasmine Boundaries Glasgow. That's, that's <laughs> Okay. Well, I used to work for Enterprise for three years, right when I got out of college. And one of their mottos and that they instill in you is we promote a work-life balance. And that stuck with me. And so I remember one time it was like nine o'clock, maybe even later. And he's like sending out texts and talking to the group. I'm like, no, no, we need a cutoff time where people cannot have access to us. And I think that's important. There's also times where we don't talk about the business. Like, I mean, granted, it's been able to, the door has been able to push way more than what it was in the beginning because I just felt very overwhelmed like that the business was infiltrating our life. And I have this thing about people, even if they're physically not here, like even hearing their voice on the phone, it's like invading my space. And I need a balance. Like I've been talking to you since 9 a.m. It's now 9 p.m. I don't even want to hear your voice. It's like nothing personal, but I just need my space. Um, I'm an introvert, he's an extrovert. I get energy and get refueled by aloneness and being alone. He gets energy from people. And that's something we have, we, we, I would say it's our balancing thing that we're finding, but I would say between 
being committed to working through challenges and not running from them, communicating, being okay having hard conversations, being okay having heated fellowship as I call it, um, and boundaries is how you I think you make it work. And then you have to also, I think, have two people who both want to make it work and have a willingness. So if Kess at a certain point, it's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to work with you. I don't want to figure this out. I don't think it would work and vice versa. There has to be that spirit to say, we work better together, even if we have to figure out what that looks like. And I think that's how you avoid, or actually not avoid, go push past the challenges that come. Because I think every challenge that we've had thus far has made us better because we've had to work through it and now we understand each other better. And not, so, not only that, we, we now put, just like any company, we started to put things in place, right? You end up building policies from these things. And so one of the things that we do every day is we do daily affirmations to each other, um, with each other. Um, before we start the workday, where we, we go through a list of things like saying um, we're a team, we are one, we communicate effectively and in love, we bring out the best in each other. So these are things that we say to each other every single day. And that has helped us to um, really respect each other and and bring the arguments down. Um, it convicts you. Especially it, it convicts you if you did it. Yeah. Like the one about like we have we added one like we're quick to forgive each other and it's hard to say it and not do it. So if you <laughs> say it every morning like oh he just got on my nerve but I literally just said I we're quick to forgive each other and I have grown so much in that like we were just talking about that. Yeah. I used to be mad at him for like twenty four to forty eight hours. Now it's like. Within 10 minutes, I'm already over it, ready to move on to the next thing. And so they really have made a huge difference for sure. Yeah, man. Um, meetings, um, budget meetings, like like we built a lot of procedures from our arguments. And I will call them arguments heated because she calls it heated <laughs> fellowships. I'm going to say, man, because, bro, we've been through it and it was hard and you wanted to give up give up in the business give up in the marriage give like you wanted to but again that commitment to to god first and then that commitment to each other is kind of what got us through that where we said we were doing this and so we're gonna do it Ooh. yo you guys like the hair on my hand like on my arms are standing up right now because both of you first off thank you because if people were really listening, you're dropping gems on how to truly maintain not just a successful business, but a successful working relationship, an actual marriage, a true relationship in the nature that you two aren't identical. You're not robots, right? You're opposing sides, introvert and extrovert. And that balance is ultimately why you are able to, at least from my opinion, why you're able to do so well, because you fill in for the other what that person is not necessarily weakened, but lacking in like you're one person's amazing at saying like, Hey, look, Keston, we gotta, we gotta cap it, man. Like we need time to recharge, right? Like as much as like you love people, you also need that time to recharge. But then at the same time, you're like, all right, cool. We're 
good. We're all gassed up. The gas tank is full. We need to put the foot pedal to the metal now and go all out. And that balance is just phenomenal to see and to hear that it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't something that you lucked into. It no. was something that was worked at behind the scenes, so, behind closed okay. doors. And let me insert something that just came to my mind. Oh, let's hear it. I think married couples, one, we do we did counseling. And when it's necessary, we will still do it. <laughs> I think that's super important because you need that neutral party who you both respect that you could be able to talk through and talk out your feelings because sometimes, I mean, we're human and sometimes, well, the reality is your spouse can hit nerves that no one else has access to. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is that's super important to, I think being a part of marriage ministry groups helps us as a couple and it helps us in the business because it helps us learn how to respect each other, how to love each other better how to be more understanding. And I think it's all related. Like, I think you have to work at the people and the person in the heart mm -hmm. of each other and yourselves to be able to, I, I think it's just all connected. So I think that's something that has been, for lack of a better term, our saving grace. Too, Tremendously. Is Tremendously. one-on-one -on -one counseling and marriage ministry and being connected to other, well, we, we would say Christian, God-believing Couples, couples couples who believe the same things that you believe. Mm -hmm. um, we're Christians, so that's who we hang around. Um, but if, you know, you hang around, you do you with, but it's the same group of people. And to people who don't understand what a marriage ministry is, um, for the investors listening, it's essentially a mastermind for your marriage. And you're around, we're a part of um, different groups. And so you are around those bunch of like-minded individuals trying to do the same thing that you're doing. And so for me, I call it my married, my married mastermind, my married people group mastermind. That's, that's what we do. That's what we meet and talk about. We go hang out together, all that type of stuff. It, it fuels us in our marriage marriages. So see, absolutely necessary. <laughs> right. You know, and like what I, like this is what I love here. Right. Is, you know, because it's these same principles that a lot of people are saying, like, you know, like Kesson Jasmine, it almost sounds like your your marriage is a business agreement, you know, but you're taking these principles that do allow you to operate in a business, operate as a team and bringing it back to your marriage to make it stronger. And Jasmine, you said something that was so powerful that I really want to highlight that people listen to. It's you both had an agreement that each individual wanted to see this work. Each of you were looking for the same, essentially finish line, right? The finish line, you both had to agree on it. If his finish line were over here and your finish line was out here in the West, his is in the East, it doesn't matter what you both do, you're running in opposite directions. No matter how hard you go or how slow you go, you're moving in opposite directions. So I love that, you know, it sounds like there was a conversation that was really had on what does this actually look like? The finished product, after all said and done, after all the war is over and the dust has settled, what do we want to actually see left over? What does that look like? And it sounds like you guys had, you know, and are still continuing to have that conversation and checking in with each other to make sure that looks good. And you, you know what? Agree. You know what you just hit on, bro? Because um, we do have a vision for our marriage. And, and, um, 
part of that vision is to help people learn how to work together and uh, help married couples to learn how to work together in their businesses and even in their finances. And so that's part of the reason why we can't give up because we're going through what we wanna be able to help people in the future um, kind of learn how to work through. And so that is something that's on our vision board to be able to, to help. That's part of why I believe, um, part of the reason why God brought us together. Man, I absolutely love that. That's really big because ultimately I love that. First off, I love that you two keep coming back to God, right? And I love that when it comes back, you want to be able to help and help in a meaningful way in the sense that you just said it. You're going through the experience so that later you truly can connect with the individuals who are also going through it. So you can say, look, we've been through the process. We know what you're going through. We know how you're feeling. And we're telling you that if you keep going, there is something on the other side. Not saying that it's easy, but that it's possible and that you're a living testimony to that, which is, I love, you know, and earlier you said something as well, which I, again, I want to highlight this and I don't, didn't mean for this to turn into like a relationship thing, but you <laughs> two are such a powerful couple. And I really want to showcase this because I've seen other couples stop too soon. I've seen them just say, hey, we either need to sacrifice the relationship or the business. And it wasn't a, it became a this or that versus a this and that. And earlier you said that each of you in your own right and in your own space still continued to work on yourselves individually. Although you were separate types, you still grew yourself. So growth was still occurring. And then later when you two were able to come together, the we was also able to grow. So the individuals grew and then the we that is Jasmine and Keston also grew. And I love that because again, so many folks make the mistake of sacrificing the growth of the individuals for solely the growth of the we and they actually weaken the power of the we and they don't know how to fix it because they themselves have stopped. You know what? You just reminded me of something we learned, right? Think about uh, the color orange, or let's just stick with orange. In order for orange to exist, you need red and you need yellow. If you are absent of any one of these colors, orange does not exist. And so I think that would be the kind of equivalent to the marriage or the growth is if the, the growth of we cannot happen if the growth of each of us don't happen. Because mm -hmm. both of us are essential to make the we. Come on, babe. Right? Yo, just, I'm like, yo, Kesson, that's your closer right there, right? Come on, man. And she doesn't want to talk to sellers? Come on, man. I, yo, you just hit it with, I was like, dang, that just made so much sense. Like, whatever you're selling, I'm buying it. <laughs> yo, good stuff. So, you know, to bring it back now a little bit, you know, you guys have this business together. It's growing. What does the structure look like today? You know, I know Nina's doing her own thing, which is so cool to see that when you guys split two, you both continue to grow. So what does your current business look like as we speak? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Um, Ooh, I feel in part. Uh, yeah, it's, it's in parts. Yeah. So you have the wholesale side. Let's start with that where we're JVing with individuals. And this is constantly changing and growing. 
um, because we're growing. And so we're bringing on new members, we're bringing on new partners. We're just really building and, and man, we're, we're, that is growing into a podcast, to a Facebook group, to all these things. We like last week we recorded two sessions. Um, and so like, that's really already in the works. And so that's part of the JV side, right? And then you have our social housing side that we're also um, growing. That is, that comes from the experience that we've had with um, my wife's mom. And so we're trying to invest intentionally. And it's funny that the Facebook group and podcasts and all of that that we're having is called The Intentional Investor. So plug into that. Uh, and so with that, we wanted to help people who were going through the same process that, um, which was my wife, she had to drive 40, 45 minutes to and from the hospital with her mom. And then when time was getting um, a little closer, she wanted to stay closer to the hospital, but there were no, um, there were no apartments or anything catered to people in her situation. It was, um, no, it was just no longer available. They were, they were no longer available. All the beds were filled. And so we started doing our research to see how we could be a part of this. And they're not, they're like a handful of organizations that have properties to, um, to people that, that has these types of ailments. And so we are now, our nonprofit just was, was just formed. And so we're now gonna be providing housing to people um, that's going through the same experience as well as uh, people coming out of the system and uh veterans, veterans. So looking at a few options and narrowing it down yeah and so we're going to be providing housing to let's call it social housing for just a big branch and then you have our personal rentals that we also have um and we now have 11 doors mm -hmm. we're closing on one this week um, and then we're closing on another two this month. And so we also have, so it's three segments to the business right now where you have the wholesale lead generation, how, you know, get that money. Then the, in, the intentional um, investor part of it where we're given back to the community and social housing and not that our rental business isn't given back as well. Um, but then you have the rental business where this kind of all started from with the passive income type of traditional, like getting in. And so God's just been really good to us in, in giving the vision for a lot of this, this things and also kind of having it come to pass. Man, I love that. I like, so between essentially three branches of your, your business now, which is the wholesale which mm -hmm. is the intentional, you know, essentially the nonprofit where you're actually looking to make your money matter and make your real estate matters and make all of this actually have a purpose, which I love. And then your rental side of things. 
right? Yeah. So essentially, these are three separate businesses all being ran by you two. I mean, there has to be like, again, like the systems have to be in place. Like, as you were saying this, I'm thinking like, the only way you're really able to manage this and not go crazy is to create systems to create blocks where you're able to come together. So what does that look like from a practical day to day aspect now as far as running and operating these three businesses? Is it, you know, three different meetings every single day? Or is it meeting once a month to discuss the the forward nature of it? Or is it all still kind of being figured out as we go? Because like we said before, you know, we don't have to have it perfect to get it started. Yeah, so I think because they all did start at the same time, um, it's been easier to create a structure. And of course, it's been reworked and fixed. But like, so for like our wholesale, that was already existing. And so we used to meet with that every day. And then it went to three times a week um, because it got to a point where it's not necessary to meet every day. It's like, let's do touch bases. So the wholesaling was kind of at that point three, then it just became Kess and I for a little bit. Um, and then we brought some other people into the team. So then we broke it down into one, the first of the week would be like our management meeting. And then the middle of the week would be our social housing meeting. Um, we don't necessarily meet every week about like our rentals because those kind of kind of work themselves that system is kind of in place and when we add a new rental unit it just gets added to the list yeah. <laughs> um and then if there's a change that needs to happen of course we'll meet about it but for the most part that one kind of has its own monthly flow and if there needs to be a touch base we'll say hey can we talk on sunday about these rental units um but so for the most part it becomes just the JV part and the social housing part. And for social housing, when we started adding it, it was twice a week, then it became like, all of our meetings are about social <laughs> housing. <laughs> and so now I would say we're gonna have two social housing meetings a week, but it's not that we don't touch base throughout the day because we have um, our other partner, um, Leanne, Shout out to Leanne. Oh, Leanne, what a freaking awesome. She's yeah. so good. Leanne is our partner on the social housing um, business because her she had the same experience with her father-in-law. Mm -hmm. And so because we connected so well on that and the skills that she brings to the team, it was just a good fit to, um, to do partner on that business. And so we're going through that. She's literally sending us messages on Slack right now about the social housing business. I gotta say, you know, one thing like, and again, I feel like I get like a even deeper insight with you two because I know so many of your connections and I've been able to watch the journey from so long that I wanna highlight to the audience that you guys are like the product of building momentum right? Going inch by inch. You met people along the way you met, you gained valuable relationships and you cultivated them, right? You mm -hmm. actually, you know, Leanne, someone that you met from months back from a whole other mentorship program mm -hmm. that you're now bringing in to what you're still doing today. And I want people to recognize that, that you're going to bump into a lot of different people as you're on your journey, whether you're brand new to real estate or you've been doing it for a long time. And not everyone's going to be the perfect fit for you. And they might not even be the right fit right now. But if you cultivate those relationships and you continue to grow, you're going to start to see who else is 
elevating and continuing up the mountain because the population is going to get a little bit less. Keston, I think you were actually the one telling me this the other day, that the higher up the mountain you go, the less people you see, but the people up there are a higher skill level. They're a higher caliber individual that you find up there. And it's worthwhile there being less because now you're getting a deeper quality, which- And let me, let me add to that, bro, because my wife may have a different opinion on this simply because of how she's built. But listen, <laughs> like I'm listening. But it's like fail fast. It's okay that a partnership didn't work and you find another person to partner with. Don't sit and say, ah, oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to just do it alone. Don't do that. Find another partner. Find somebody else that's a good fit for you because this business. The better connected you are with the right people, the, the more momentum and the further you could go than you trying to do everything on your, your own. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a, a relationship where someone dates a guy and then it's like, oh, all men are dogs and they never, they stay single for the rest of their life. But then this Mr. Right comes by and because they're still burnt by that relationship, they tell Mr. Right, no, like, oh, no, you're a dog, you're a dog, you're a dog. And that opportunity passes. Don't do that. Like, it's okay to date when it comes to relationships in your, in your business and see if somebody is a right fit. If they're not, then it's okay to, to just path ways, dap it out and still support each other. You know, like, don't, don't, don't be emotional about it. And I'm not saying get in bed with everybody. I'm <laughs> like vet, vet them out oh, properly. Gosh, right. Like, like vet them out, make sure that like, have, have some interview questions to know, like, Hey, this person, like we're, we are connected on the same base. Right. Because what I've found is that people that's not connected to your base value of who you are you're going to have a problem with in the future. And so you want to know that our values are the same because when problems arise, at least we could pull from those values and we're speaking the same language. If that's not the case, then you are going to have problems and you're not going to be able to, to have that respectful conversation to decide if I'm going to go left or right. It's going to be an argument and it's going to be, uh, hate and and animosity and that's not what you want like nina and i were no longer partners in our business to so to speak but she is my accountability partner that i meet with every monday right we still we still hustle and grind together we still help each other and so it's not about um it, it's really don't don't get hung up on on ah this sucks people suck yeah people suck just get yourself in the right group get yourself with the amount among the right people and and keep moving keep trying i love that i you know i couldn't agree with you more right because even in my own business i partnered i had a fellow sal my buddy sal amazing integrator he and i partnered we were working well together however we both had too much other things on our plate other things going on and versus us kind of coming at each other and saying, hey, you're not putting this many hours in or, hey, you said you were going to do this and you didn't do it. We both just had a meeting and said, like, hey, is this still working for you right now? 
How do you feel about this right now? And we both had to admit, like, you know what? My focus is elsewhere. Cool, no worries. Let's split ways for now. Maybe down the road, we come back together after we both have a little less on our plate because ultimately that core that you're talking about, we still had the same values. So we were able to come back and reconnect and say like, hey, look, I still, bro, I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too. Listen, this isn't working for us right now. This was a fun experiment that we put together. But at this point in time, no. And there's still that friendship. I was talking to him two days ago and he was helping me. I was like, Sal, look, I need a brainstorm with somebody and you're the perfect person to, for me to be calling right now. He's like, yo, what do we need? We're on the phone for an hour, just brainstorming him, helping me get to the next level on what I'm trying to create over here. So to your point, being able to agree on the fundamentals, the core values, finding people for that hiring and bringing people into the relationship based on culture. So let me ask you guys this, because I do want to be respectful of your time. You know, something that you did, I appreciated so much. And we had this conversation and I think so many more people need to hear this, which is why I want to make sure it's the topic we talk about today. For a little while, you had a leave of absence from social media, Mm. which was huge, right? And I'm going to kind of give a little bit of backstory with this. You know, when you and I talked about this, you said that as we were getting on social media, because we're in a lot of the same Facebook groups, you know, we're constantly seeing assignment checks or deals be done or someone did this or somebody did that. It starts to build this belief that everybody and their mama is just succeeding at this business right out the gate. No one's running into any problems. Everyone's life is perfect. And that if you didn't get a deal done today, that you were actually messing up, you weren't doing something right. You know, can you talk on that? Because when you said it, I was like, Kevin, bro, you need to be saying this to more people because it was like truth ringing through my own head. And I was like, I thought I was the only one thinking like this. So can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, man. And you know, what, what you just mentioned, I actually had part of that conversation just yesterday um, with, with someone else. Um, so what you mentioned, you mentioned two things with the leave of absence from social media. That was so that I could build with my wife, right? That was um, part of that experience of just really not being distracted and super focused, zoned in to um, to my who I was, who I was trying to be, and and what I believe God was doing in my life at that time. And so I I needed to get away from the things that um, could distract me or make try to pull me off course. And um, I used to be a DJ, and you know, very played for one of the the greatest. Um, reggae bands or, or sets ever and we traveled the world and all of that we you know was hood famous let's call it right and I had to get away from that lifestyle of who I was and and what I what I would see myself as and so even in coming back on social media today I unfollow everyone um, and and you know it's hard because there's still, uh, although I'm changed and, and, and still trying to live a different life, I, man, it's what, 20 something years of that stuff embedded in me, you know, like I'll never forget it from the time I hear a bass, I know what song it is. And so 
I just need to, I needed to, and still need to um, just not be around anything that's not pouring into me positively, right? And so that's that with the apps, the leave of absence from social media. It was to just stay focused on my marriage and real estate and who I wanted to be as a person. And the next thing you mentioned was um, seeing these checks and, and deals on social media, in these groups. And the how I phrased it yesterday was, is this really helping people or is it deterring them and, and making them not wanna do deals or discouraging them? Because people are seeing these checks and it's like, what am I doing wrong? Instead of understanding that this is a process and that person went through a process and and everyone, when they post, I, I don't post checks. I've never posted a check and I never will. Um, everyone would go talk about the check, but not really give the journey and be like, oh my God, it's been however long, but thank you. Like, this is what I got, right? And even though, even if someone posts the journey, people would only see the check. You know, it's just the way our mind work and they will never read it and be like, oh my God, you deserve that because you worked for a year and a half. And it's, some people may not want to admit this, but sometimes it's hard to be happy for somebody when your life sucks, you know? And, um, and it's just the, the fact of the matter, when you're going through, you're making these calls, nothing's happening. And you, we hear more no's than we hear yes. And it's your 90th day or it's, it's six months or it's a year and you still haven't gotten that deal. You see this check and this person just come out of nowhere and got this check. Man, I, I, it's, I think it discourages a lot of people. And so in one of the groups that we're in, I mentioned, hey, reach out to somebody and just say what's up like let's revive um some of the people that's in our group that's not taking action because you you just never know like why they're discouraged you never know why they're not in that place that they need to be um and and just reaching out just to say hey man i'm here to help with for anything could take bring somebody right back on track and and encourage and so um that that thought of just posting a check without just even um, trying to help and, and, and the story behind it, I think goes a long way. And, and something that I do a lot, I post more of my struggles than my victories because I think it, and, and my vulnerability, I, I try to be more vulnerable than, than, than a show off, right? Because I think many people believe that um, they don't see a lot of the vulnerable struggles, you know, like I posted um, that I had the cops call on me from from one of my from one of my um, tenants, you know, um, we're still in, in a legal contract. So that's the reason why I didn't give the full story. But on once that's done, I'll give the full story as to what happened there. But it's, it's, 
these things happen, but nobody posted. Nobody would say, oh my God, like somebody broke my toilet or like a tenant did this or my flip sucked, I lost money. You know, like, like there, you don't see many of those to encourage people to know that, hey, this is a part of the process, you know? And so, um, so that's my thoughts on that, bro. Uh, man, I, I love it, you know, because it's spot on. It's a part of the reason why even this podcast exists, right? It was so that we could have the long form, right? To be able to actually discuss all the things that no one sees in the background. You know, social media is a wonderful place. I, I love, I want everyone to continue to share, you know, mm. their highlights, their good moments, you know, like when you two have like your anniversaries or your Thursday night dinners, like, and you have your date night. Like, I love seeing that stuff. I'm just like, yo, that is so cool. Then to be able to come and find a place where I can learn more and say, oh, wow. Like, you know, those Thursday dinners are the result of, you know, a year and a half of working with each other daily communication, going through counseling, reading the books, coming to each other after some heated arguments and just saying, you know what, what do we want to do? Let's put this under, push it under the rug. And the same thing goes for our business, right? Because it, I'm there with you, man. It was getting to the point where I felt the same way. That's why I appreciated when you said it. I was like, yeah, like I literally feel like everyone's making a $100,000 check. Like I haven't made a $100,000 check yet. Like what's mm -hmm. wrong with me? That was the brain starting to like go haywire and starting to think that and recognizing, yeah, well, his $100,000 check was four years in the making, right? That was him going through this trials and tribulation and he got kicked out of his house. And so we don't know the whole story, you know, and a lot of times we'll start to feel jealous or envious of someone. It's like, well, look, if you knew their entire journey, I don't think you would be that envious anymore. Exactly. If you knew what they actually had to pay in order to get that, the sacrifices they had to make in order to get there, I don't think you'd be that envious. And recognizing what you did, which was you unplugged for a little bit. You said, you know what? Let me close the screen on this temporarily so that I can get back and focus on me, focus on God and listen to your intuition, which you two do such an amazing job at it. Even like peeping the shirts, right? God is dope, right? Like I love the shirt, right? That you guys take a minute to get silent, to sit and focus on yourselves. You bring your own attention back into your world on your life and see how can you improve. So I just want like everybody to be able to have a moment to do that. And if they're curious as to, because sometimes this anxiety will come up. If you try to stop, you feel like you're missing out. That FOMO kicks in, like everyone else is getting ahead. You know, like what you were saying before, it's slowing down. It's actually going faster. I want people to recognize and be able to think, you know, when they're nervous about, does it work to slow down? Does it work to stop and recenter and refocus? Look at Keston, look at Jasmine, look at their team, look at their family, look at their life. It's not perfect, but it's progress. It's constantly getting better. So and Marlon, you're, you're a witness to this, bro. How many times did you join the virtual office? Um, and it was just me making calls, standing up all day, making calls. It's like, if, if somebody's there or not, I'm showing up, you know what right. I mean? And people don't, they don't show up for themselves and they would think like, oh, how did he do that? Or, you know, and so you really just don't know what the work somebody's putting in because it's not on display. People don't show the work, they show the result. You know, like I challenge anyone listening, when you 
see someone post something like that, ask them what the process was like, right? Like just reach out to them and say, hey, what was your process and, and how did you get here? Understand their story because when you understand somebody's story, that could be God rewarding them for what they just went through. So somebody getting a deal, their first deal is 100,000. Who knows what they went through? It could have been a lifetime of hell. And this is just God's way of rewarding their, their stewardship of, of starting to take action. You know, like um, favor isn't fear, right? It, it's not. And so it, it just really depends on, on who, man, and, and what their story is. So, I mean, everyone has their time. And I know that's it, it sucks to say that, to hear that, because that's not really like... <laughs> very encouraging, especially if you're, if you're not doing very well right now, but it's, it's part of the truth. And, you know, you, you understand the process, you understand the things that need to happen to take action and you do that and, and you focus on that. Don't, don't stop, stop jumping from thing to thing. Not because you, you went on a zoom, like one of the mentorships that we were in, they had a multifamily zoom. That was awesome right? It was amazing. Now people are going to start looking at multifamily when you haven't even figured out single family. And, and you don't have to choose one or there's no fantastic way to do this. But my point is, stick to something for a period of time. Give yourself a period of time because there's a lot of bells and whistles. There's a lot of shiny objects when it comes to real estate. There's a lot of different techniques and so if your method of lead generation is door knocking, stick to door knocking, do it for 90 days, right? If it's cold calling, stick to that because what people would do is they will say, oh, I got this check from a door knock or from a driving for dollars and they will switch and jump and start doing that. No, stick to the thing that you've been doing. You're, you're close, you are close, just stick to it. The, the goal is right on the other side. I love that. I love that. Well, guys, what I want to do is I want to be super respectful of your time. You know, so first off, thank you so much for already coming on. I have two more questions that I'm going to ask of you, you sure. know, um, and these are my favorite two questions to ask. Right. So constantly we're taking in information. You know, I want everyone to always be learning. I'm a reader. I love reading. And most of the people I find in our community also enjoy reading. So can you both name at least two books with no more than two that you felt for yourself was a paradigm shift, right? And it could be business related. It could be personal. It can be anything. But essentially, you pick this book up, you read it, your mind, you had like this new perspective, and it never quite went back to being the same after reading this book. Do you two have each, do you each have two of those books? I think I have one. I just have to get the name of it. While she gets the name of it. He has a, a plethora. <laughs> My, the latest book that has changed my paradigm is The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Mm. That book assaulted me, slapped me upside down. It, it bro, that, that <laughs> book was just like, holy crap. I think like a poor person. My financial blueprint, as he calls it, is of a poor person. 
So that book really helped me to think differently, think bigger, think um, and implement certain things that I didn't already have in my um, in my day to day and just way of thinking. So that's one. Um, the second one, I will if I were to go back in time to other struggles that I've had. Um, so I I went through a divorce before um, meeting Jazz, and coming out of that, I read a book that immediately made sense and and helped me through a lot. And that book is called um, "Be Happy: How to Be Happy for Anything." Is that that's not the title of it? Um, yes, it it's something along those lines. Um, and I, I'll, I could send it to you for the show notes or something like that to be to be uh, more exact. Um, be happy, be happy about anything. And it's that book really, really helped me kind of get myself out of the way of thinking that I, I thought and how to shift from putting the responsibility of happiness on someone else and taking control of that happiness for myself. And man, that book, I, I still pull on principles from that book and, um, and own my own happiness. Um, and so those would be the two that really helped. Love- I only have one. I'm not a huge, huge book reader. Um, I'm more of a visual. I like to see it, so I'm more of a movie person. <laughs> um, but the last book that I read, um, and I raved about it, um, it's called Get Out of Your Head. Uh, I'm cheating, by the way. Um, Stop in the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts by Jenny Allen. Um, I love that book. And it's essentially about reprogramming, reprogramming, reprogramming your mind when toxic thoughts come which is kind of weird that that's the book that came to mind and this last book that I read because of what you guys are talking about even about these checks and things like that because um it was like a little book club and one of the ladies said what she does is she literally takes post-it notes and puts them around her house to remind it it was it's a Christian-based book club but she was saying to remind her of who she is essentially of like who God says she is so even like people seeing checks and things like that it could be putting up little post-it notes of reminding you like your why or like when it gets hard like I can do this like these affirmations but it's essentially taking a negative thought and replacing it with the truth of who you are mm-hmm. and replacing it with the truth of like who God says you are um, or the truth of the matter like yes this is hard but I can do this because I'm putting in the work and as long as I don't give up, I can succeed at it. Like, so just the different things like that, but it's about stopping that spiral of, you know, you think, oh, the work is going to happen. Then you start thinking like 20 million other things that are like, even like worse than the initial thought. So it's about how to stop that cycle essentially. And so I would just stick to that one for me for personal development. I definitely um, felt a difference in my life after reading it um, and that. And I like to do more group things, I think. I find little groups to be a part of. So like I did this group called Mrs. Better Half um, that Holly Furtick did, um, uh, Stephen Furtick's wife. 
And I saw a dramatic improvement in my marriage and my life and myself. And so I would say those things help for me. <laughs> that is so awesome. You know, and like, I love it. Like, this is why, like, I always ask to find out books that are people are reading because the books are so powerful, right? It's how we're programming our mind. Like, I love that, like leaving cues around the house. That's big. You know, we're constantly being programmed by the outside world. And, you know, quick side note, I, I tell this to people on occasion, when I was getting out of high school, believe it or not, like my high school superlative, right? It was, you know, like the people are voted most likely to do this, most likely to do that. My superlative was moodiest, right? Like that's who I was. I was the kid that was like, everyone considered me moody because you would see, I have this personality where I like to interact and I like to do this and I like to do that, but I didn't eat breakfast back during high school for some reason. So I would show up to school just slumped. Don't want to talk to anyone. Don't talk to me. I didn't eat yet. So, you know, from zero period to first, second, third period, I'm like, just don't talk to me kind of individual after lunch. Let's all be friends. So people are like, what the heck's wrong with this kid? Like, why is he like this all the time? Like what's happening? And after I left high school, I had an opportunity to go into the world where nobody knew me anymore. And I said, who do I want to be? I literally asked myself this question. I had this question and I said, I want to be happy. I want to be someone that makes people's lives better when they meet me, when they see me. And I said, is it possible? I, this was literally a conversation going on in my head. Is it possible to brainwash myself to be happy? And I did it. And I found that I was getting happy most of the time. And I realized, oh my gosh, everyone's always so concerned about, yeah, the media is brainwashing you, television's brainwashing you. Well, yes. However, you have the control to brainwash yourself and program yourself for whatever it is you would like. If you want to make your life better, why not create an environment where that's what's promoted? So Jasmine, I love that. And Kessa, I love that. Like you guys both have books that are programming your mind, which is amazing. So I think they're great reads. I'm looking forward to people picking them up and sharing them with one another. So the final question I have, and this one's my favorite question of all time. Let's imagine that tomorrow you each wake up. And when you wake up, you are a blank slate. Like you do not remember anything. So you don't remember the business. You don't remember the work that you've put into your marriage. You don't remember the counseling. You don't remember the books you've read. You don't remember any of your experiences. And we're going to imagine that you two are waking up in separate rooms. So there's none of that, like, who the heck is this person next to me? So you're both kind of waking up in your own spaces, right? And when you wake up, you're not freaking out. This isn't a Saw movie. Like you're not scared. Like what the heck's going on? You're very comfortable. You're relaxed. You know, you're in a safe place. However, you are just a blank slate. However, as you regain consciousness, a thought comes to your mind, right? That first thought that comes to your mind, you immediately accept it. You take it as truth and you do not question it at all. And this first thought essentially is now the foundation for everything else to come. What would you want that first thought to be? Oh, God. You want to start? <laughs> I I thought a thought came to me. It it would be um it would be about God. That first thought would be I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That would be that would be the thought. And you're that, so weird. I swear to you, when you said it, that was exactly what came. What would that thought be? It would no, be I would tell you why I say you're weird. Because although mine wasn't a, a 
got that that particular scripture, mm. but it was anything is possible. Yeah. So that's so he's so weird. <laughs> that's why you two work. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's 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 strange. We've been together too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's a sign, right? That your core values are in alignment. You know, because ultimately, like when we think about this, and like this is why I love that question so much. It starts to show as we strip away everything, what's at the core? What actually matters? You know, and recognizing that your relationship with God and your faith in things being possible in the positivity of the world, that's ultimately extremely powerful and why you're able to do what you do. So I'm so happy that you shared that. So now for people that have been listening to this entire episode, you know, we've been going on for an hour and 23 minutes. So people have stuck through, like, they're just like, wow, like they learned a lot. They love a lot. And they want to get to know each of you more. They're like, yo, Keston and Jasmine, like, I want to learn more from them. I want to see what they're doing. How can they reach out to you? How can they get in contact with you? Please reach out to me on my Instagram. That would be the easiest way. Kess on purpose. Um, that's my Instagram handle. Um, that's where I kind of post all, well, I, I've recently started posting more of um, who we are, of just like mindset stuff, because I'm, I'm not going to lie, man, I'm so filled with things to say. Oh, my goodness. Like, I have to space myself out. I feel so filled with with things. Um that break filled me up, you know? So <laughs> it's like, I'm backed up. <laughs> oh, God. That's just like, I've been listening to it like for a year. Yeah, no, but um, Kess on Purpose on Instagram would be the best way to reach out. And I'm Ms. Glasgow. And that's M-R-Z. No. M-R-S. I don't know if you went Southern on us. I forgot. Um, <laughs> dot. Glasgow, G-L-A-S-G-O-W. Awesome. So Kez on purpose and Miss Glasgow. What Miss Dot Mrs. Dot Glasgow. We prayed hard for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I do want to say one thing because it's on my spirit. Um, for that one question that came up about the checks and this toxic thought. Um, there was an exercise that they gave us in Mrs. Better Half that I think anybody could use if they're trying to stop the cycle and reprogram their thoughts. Because I know this world can be very competitive and hard, but as you can take a bracelet, um, a rubber band, and put it on one wrist, and anytime you have a negative thought, you have to switch it to the other wrist mm. and then replace that thought. And then just like try it for seven days. And it's every single time you have a negative thought, switch it to the other wrist. And you can't just know, because if you all you do is identify that you had the negative thought, that's not enough. You have to replace the thought as part of that mindset shift and then just see what changes. Because one thing I learned is um, when you're in the rhythm, which is also another, I think could be interchangeable with momentum, but when you're in rhythm with where you're supposed to be, things attract themselves to you. And when you're out of rhythm, it's oftentimes radio silence. And so that could be something that could help maybe shift the trajectory or the path of the business that you're in is getting back in a, a rhythm so that things can come to you. And that's it. 
Yo, I love that, you know, and for people that are listening, right? I recommend you try that, right? Try working with the rubber band and switching it from hand to hand. And if you're curious about whether or not you're in the, I would say like the rhythm or in the right space, the fact that you're even listening to a podcast like this, the fact that you made it this long should begin to show you the type of individual that you are, right? You resonate with this sort of frequency. You resonate with these sort of thoughts and our kind of people. So I would say continue to reach out and connect to other individuals like us, like yourself, reach out to Kestin and reach out to Jasmine. If you received any sort of value in this, or even if you're just like, you want to just show some love because I mean, they just put their whole relationship all out in the, for the world to listen to on the internet forever, right? Like people are always going to be able to come back and listen to this. So go show them some love, make sure to connect. And if you're in the Atlanta market, you know, absolutely reach out to them. They are beyond amazing. They will help you out in any way, shape, or form that they can. I know both of them absolutely care about people from their heart and they want to see you do well. So Keston and Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to having you on again in the future. Thanks for having us. Awesome, man. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you guys. Okay, guys, so I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below. Let people know what that thing was. Let us know what it was. We do read all of the comments and absolutely share this with a friend. That is how we help each other, okay? The best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow. Send that out to your friends. Help them grow. Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe. Make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.